Welcome to the First Love Church. We invite you to personally discover the life-changing impact of the Word of God as you listen to this message preached by Bishop Richard Ayi. Bishop Richard Ayi serves as a bishop in the First Love Church, a denomination founded by Bishop Dag Heward-Mills. Bishop Richard currently pastors the London branch of the First Love Church, a vibrant campus ministry with young, energetic people full of first love for the Lord. We believe this message will give you hope, light and love to strengthen you in your Christian walk. Now listen to Bishop Richard. Behold the darkness shall cover the earth And gross darkness cover the people But the Lord Up next, we have got a powerful testimony Can you hear the song? We need it louder, don't we? Okay That's better Welcome our sister Rochelle to give her testimony. Wow. Keep on clapping. Rochelle, tell us who you are. My name's Rochelle, and um, I'm a gathering service leader at First Love UEA. Wow. And my testimony is about how God's grace was with me throughout university. Wow. How many of you are in uni? It's not easy, is it? (laughs) So, (laughs) Rochelle, where did it start? So, um, it started with me deciding that I wanted to apply for a certain course. Um, A certain course. It was quite a difficult course to get into. And um, at the time, I was quite fearful that I wouldn't get in. So I changed my, line, my mind last minute and decided not to do it anymore. What was the course? Um, it was medicine. Mm. Yeah. And wow. so when I got my results in first year, I thought, okay, maybe I can do this. And so I started to apply, but I didn't give myself enough time to prepare. So I didn't have placement and other things. Um, I had this exam called a UK CAT. Um, if you've applied to medicine, then you know that one. It's not easy. And I didn't give myself enough time to revise. So I didn't get the best score at all. Like, it was very difficult. Um, and so when I applied, I actually got rejected from all my med schools. Um, luckily, I applied to UEA, who had an, a course that had a foundation year. And so they offered that to me because my, my secondary school wasn't that great, basically. And so they offered that to me. So I got an interview for that. I went to the interview... And um, even last minute, they decided to give me a place at their university. Wow. So now results day come, and I get my results. And my UCAS hasn't updated, and I was quite confused. (laughs) But anyways, I knew it wasn't anything that I did, because I got the grades that I needed. So I went home, and the university called me, and they were like, oh, we've been, have you been trying to call us? I said no. (laughs) Because I knew it wasn't me, so I was waiting for them to call me. Um, And so they were like, yeah. So we've seen that even though we've offered you medicine with a foundation year, because you've got the grades for the normal course, we'd like to put you into the five-year course. Wow. So after the failure 
your application that was a bit dodgy. It was a bit dodgy, yeah. Even so, they still offered you a place yes. on the regular five-year course. Yeah. Wow, I think you should clap your hands. That's a miracle. Wow. And so even whilst I was at university, um, I was kind of in my heart thinking that I wanted to do more for God. But I didn't know how and in what way. Um, and I never really expected to become a gathering service leader. Were you worried because of how intense your course yeah, was? Yeah, so in my head I was like, they would never pick me. You know, my course is too hard. I won't have enough time. I made so many excuses in my head already before anyone had even asked me. So I decided it wasn't going to be me. It was going to be somebody else. But then I got a message asking me to do it. And even though at the time I had already even told all my friends, it's not going to be me, it's not going to be me, I decided that let me take a chance. Whatever God will do, it will happen, isn't it? So I thought that even if something bad happens, it doesn't matter because it probably was going to happen anyways, whether I did the course or not. And so... Um, I I started serving the Lord, and and now in my final year, I've passed all my finals, and I'm actually going to do it. Wow. Some of us, we make excuses. I can't be a Bacenta leader because I'm in school. I've got this coursework that I need to complete. But you can see that somebody's almost finished, isn't it? Wow. So what would you like to say as a word of encouragement for everybody that's heard your testimony? So I'd like to say that it's not easy. Um, It wasn't always smiles and happiness, but it was worth it in the end. And I found that Matthew 6.33 is really true, that seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything else. Other people in my course, we were both in the library together, and one failed, one didn't. The only difference I know is God. Amen. Give it up for Rochelle. Would you like another testimony? I think I would like one too. Let's welcome our sister Childa to give her powerful testimony. Wow. The white dresses are on display today. Wowza. Childa, tell us who you are, where you're from. Um, my name's Jilda. I'm from First Love London. <laughs> what do you do in First Love London? I'm in the Bacentar. Which Bacenta? Croydon Bacenta. Croydon. Croydon Bacenta. Okay. Wow. Tell us your testimony. Um, My testimony is about how I received my healing at the Good Friday miracle service with the Prophet. Wow. How many of you were at Good Friday? How many of you were not at Good Friday? Nobody wants to put their hand up. If you weren't there, you missed your miracle, you know? Joda, tell us what happened. Um, before the service, I couldn't see my left eye, like I, I couldn't see. Um, two weeks ago, Monday, I went to the opticians and boots, and I had two sets of like stages of eye tests, and it was, I just couldn't see. Um, she ended, the optician told me that in my left eye, I was short-sighted, meaning that I can't see far, but far was like this me and you as far. So if I was standing here, you wouldn't be able to see, see me at all. I couldn't wow. See, I couldn't read. Some of you don't know how that feels, you know? Yeah, it's not, it's not good. Um, and then I've got prescriptions, meant to get glasses, etc. Um, but then I spoke to some close friends and told them, I said, before I pay for my glasses, because they're expensive, um, <laughs> let's wait until, I'm going to wait until Good Friday and just see. <laughs> let's, let's just see. Wow. So... Um, the week one went by, week two went by. Good Friday was Friday. 
and then um, I came to the service and through, like, from throughout the service, I'll just be doing this just to make sure that I, I mm. couldn't see. Um, and then we got to communion, Bishop the Prophet done communion. Um, after I took communion, I checked, still couldn't see. And then Bishop, after that, said it's time for miracles. And then um, he said, place your, hand, no, place your hand where it's not well. And mm. I placed my left hand on my left eye. And then um, Bishop said, I cast out eye. And then he stopped. And then he said, um, I feel like someone's being healed of an eye infection. And then I just started crying. But with, like both of my hands now on my eyes. Um, and then I was just like, I didn't feel like a, like a tingling or like a zap or anything. It was just like... A zap. No tingling. <laughs> no zap. Um, it was just like, kind of like just peace. Like just, mm. this is it. Like, I don't know. It, just, it was just, yeah. And then I um, started saying thank you. And then my eyes were closed until he finished praying all of his miracle prayers. And then um, when he finished, I opened my eyes and I, I checked to see if I could read... Like in the corner, it says Healing Jesus Live, you know, when you're yeah. watching. Um, if I could see it, and then I could see it, but I didn't believe that I could see it. Um, so I went to the toilet, washed my eyes because I had mascara, <laughs> and then I came back, and then, like, I could see, but, like, I d it was, I don't know, it, it was, I could just see, like, if I, I can see. Like, All of the <laughs> things that you couldn't see before, you yeah, could I see. see. Yeah, like, I don't know, I can just see. Um, and then, yeah. Wow. Since then, I can see. Okay. So, real live miracle. She could see, as we can see. What would you like to say to everybody that's her? Because on Friday, when she came, she was weeping. Those of you that were there would have seen her really, really crying because you were surprised, weren't you? That is real. It's, uh, I can't, you can't explain it. Like you can't just, explain it. It's real. Wow. So, what's your final word to everybody that's heard your testimony? God, um, he's real, and the prophet, he's a, he's, he's a man of God. Like, he, God, of God really uses him. Like, Just in case you didn't know. Yeah, no, he's a man of God. He speaks life, like for real. Wow. Yeah. Clap for Jilda. Would you like one more testimony? Let's welcome our last testimony for the day. It's our brother David from the Dancing Star. the joy from the testimony yeah David we know that you're David we know that you're a dancing star evidently um, what is your testimony my testimony is about how God saved my life from a terrible situation wow so what happened David so basically this happened two Sundays ago I was walking home after church then as I was walking home I had voices behind me saying stop 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 and I was like, what's this? And then they kept saying, stop, stop, stop. I kept walking. The next thing I know, two guys come right, right next to me and say, stop, wait there. So was, who were the two guys? I didn't know them. You've never seen them before? Seen them Since the day you were never. born? Never. Never. Wow. Never. Okay. So when they told you to stop, what happened afterwards? I said, sorry, I don't know you. So I crossed the road. Okay. When I crossed the road... 
So uh, I crossed the road, and when I crossed, they followed me across the road. Okay, so when they followed you, what did they do? They were like, they were saying, stop, stop, stop. And then I was like, what's this? Then I knew, I knew, I think I knew what, what we're going to do. So I started running. Okay, so what did, hold on. What is it that you thought they were going to do? They were going to rob me. They were going to rob you? Yeah. Okay. Did they tell you that they were going to rob no, you? No, but I no. know they were going But you to... could see. Yeah. You know when some people approach you, they don't say anything. Just a look. Especially if it's in a certain area. Yeah. You look. You know what's coming. Okay, so you started to run. Yeah. Wow. So, so when I was running, I smashed my fingers un- in- into a wall. Wow. My phone dropped in my pocket and cracked on the floor. Then, the guy dragged me across the road. Mercy. Then, two of them came, came to pick up my phone. Then they asked me for the password of my phone. Because they wanted to take the phone. Yeah. And I said, no, sorry. <laughs> so then when they picked up your phone, what did you do next? Then, next thing I know, they were going to the pockets, about to bring out a knife. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Then, one guy from my block came and told him to leave me alone, that he knows me and I go to church. Wow. So just, he just appeared yeah. out of nowhere. There was yeah. no one else around. No. Wow. When you're in trouble, God will send you an angel from the block. An angel from the block to come and help you. Wow. Okay, and then did they go afterwards? So they gave me back my phone. Wow. And then I walked, I walked home. You walked away? Yeah, walked so away. they're about to take out a knife. Yeah. They're yeah. about to take your phone. Yeah. But do you have your phone now? Yeah. Have you been stabbed? No. Wow, I think you should clap for Jesus. Wow. So what would you like to say to everybody? Well, I'd like to say that you should always have faith in any, in any situation you're in. Faith coming by Aaron and Aaron by the word of God. Wow. So you must listen, so you must listen to um, messages by Bishop Dagwood Mills and your faith will increase. Wow. Yeah. So do you think your faith that God will protect you saved you yeah. in this situation? Yeah. Yes. Beautiful. Let's clap for David. And keep on clapping as we welcome
territory. Whoa, whoa. take new territory. Whoa, new territory. Whoa, a great door is open unto you, but there are many.
going to church so much I look at him in amazement and I said it seems you are new around here have you forgotten how much time you spend with your girlfriend have you forgotten how much time you spend watching movies have you forgotten how much time you spend at the club I'm amazed that you're asking such a question I love church I have no apologies about the way I spend my time everyone can choose what he wants I love church and I have no apologies for loving God and his church I will spend my time in the house of God whoa, oh, oh, oh. Whoa, oh, oh, oh. then I told him I can't get enough of church perhaps church is boring to you but to me church is everything that's where I find the Lord in a special way Jesus said when two or three are gathered in my name I will be there I'll be there in a special way the Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty how I love sweet fellowship I find in the church I love church I have no apologies about the way I spend my time everyone can choose what he wants I love church I have no apologies for loving God and the church so much I love church cause I get to see the brethren when you are saved you begin to love the brethren that is how you know that you have passed from death to life when you love the brethren in the house of God grow up in Lord Jesus, start loving God, loving God, and loving his people. I love church. I have no apologies about the way I spend my time. Everyone can choose what he wants. I love church. I have no apologies for loving God and his church. Spend my time in the house of God. 
Almighty, how I love sweet fellowship I find in the church. I love church and I have no apologies about the way I spend my time. Everyone can choose.
this is what I'll do. I will serve him now that I've found Christ. I'll start at the center. I'll join at the center. Now that I've found Christ, this is what I will do for him.
hearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of God. She 
have tears on your pillow and pain in your heart, Jesus heals your
Jesus. So let's clap our hands and give a shout unto God for our pastor, Bishop Richard Ayo.
Lift up your two hands as we pray. Thank you. Father, we surrender ourselves to you once again. To your word, to your precious Holy Spirit. Work on us. Breathe on us. Feel us. Shape in us, Lord. Let your will be done in our lives, Lord. Thank you for your word. Thus shall come and heal us and bless us and deliver us, Lord. Thank you for the precious blood of Jesus that was shed for us, Lord. For our sins, for our mistakes, for our iniquities, Lord. Wash us, Lord. May we be washed, Father. Thank you for salvation. And thank you for your great mercies today. Father, today let your will be done amongst us. Thank you for your teaching. Thank you for your instruction. And thank you for light in your word. Let your perfect will be done amongst us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Say a better amen. Amen. What about those at the back? Say amen. Amen. Fantastic. God bless you all. Take your seats. And um, <laughs> thank God for another Resurrection Sunday. You know, I almost said Merry Christmas, <laughs> but it's um, Resurrection Sunday. Um, Good Friday, Resurrection Sunday, perhaps are the two most important days on the Christian calendar or in the Christian's life. The the Christian perhaps should celebrate. No chairs for ashes today? So you you stand like this? Oh, really? Okay. No problem. I can live with it. I mean, it disturbs me, but I can live with it. Okay. So, um, uh, what was I saying? Two most important days in a Christian's life. It's Good Friday and um, Easter Resurrection Sunday or Easter Sunday. Okay, because these two days actually define what we stand for, what we believe in, and what makes us who we are. If you subtract these two days, uh, I don't know what we are left with. I don't know what we are left with. So these days really are very, very, very important. So every Christian should make sure that you remember these two days as the most important days in a Christian's life. The day Jesus died for you and the day he resurrected from the dead. That is today. That is today. He rose up this morning. So, so that's why we say Christ is risen. He's risen. Then we respond and say that he's risen indeed. Hallelujah. Okay. Yes. So Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Uh-huh. That's the response. The response is not amen. He's risen indeed. Yeah, this morning a lot of you are telling me amen. Yes. So you have, to, you have to learn what you don't know. We all didn't, also didn't know about three years ago. I also didn't know. Three, four, five years ago. I was taught that when you say on Easter Sunday, you say Christ is risen, then you respond and say he is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Yes. So I tried it on somebody and the person knew the response. Then I 
called somebody else and tried it on the person this morning. And they also knew the response. So I said to myself, oh, so it's true. That's what he said. So, so you've also learned something today, isn't it? Yes. yes. So I say, Christ is risen. You just don't respond and say, amen. Someone actually responded and said, amen. Oh. <laughs> I said, I said, the brother is lost. <laughs> the brother is lost. Yes, but, but they are very, they're very important days when Christ was, was crucified, when Christ died, when he shed his blood for us, and then when he resurrected. It's a beautiful thing. So turn your Bibles to Isaiah. So I'm preaching for 30 minutes, okay? As soon as I see... Why are you shouting at me? Is that how you've been brought up that you shout at your pastor? You rebuke your pastor. You are behaving, you are behaving like Peter when Jesus said, Let's go to the cross. And he, the Bible says that, and he began to rebuke him. I feel rebuked that I was going to preach for a short while. Okay, I'll preach for a very long time. You are still saying yes. Okay, I'll go to preach. For as long as I feel like preaching. Okay, so for a little while, for some 30 minutes, I want to read the Bible to you. I want us to read the Bible, and I want us to read Isaiah 53. Um, The scripture starts off and says in verse 1 that, Who has believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Isaiah is one of the great prophets in the, in the scriptures. His prophecies are great prophecies. Uh, the interesting thing is that I think, yes, I think I could be right, that Jesus made reference or quoted from Isaiah most of the time. Most of the time he quoted from Isaiah. He says, said that the book of Isaiah say that the book of Isaiah say he kept quoting from the book of Isaiah, which means Isaiah also prophesied a lot about him and said a lot of things about him. So you have to know know your Bible and know your prophets. Then know your books. You have to become accustomed and used to the Bible. You understand? Don't get used to um, other things. They used to the Bible. Know about the Bible. Be interested in the Bible. Are you interested in the Bible? Yes. yes be interested in the Bible. What about those at the back? Are you interested in the Bible? Yes. yes. Be interested in the Bible and what the Bible says and what the Bible is saying and who said what and why did who say what they said. Okay? Yes. I just, we have chairs in the front in case you run out of chairs. I can see one chair here as well. The choristers have also hijacked a chair here. And there I can see one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight chairs. Okay? I've just counted eight chairs for you. Okay? So if you need chairs, I can just get some of these pastors to move to the front and then. We free some of the chairs there, okay? So you don't give me nice people in the front. So maybe some pastors can move to the front now so that they give those chairs to them. All right. So he says that, who has believed that reported to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up. Now he started 
speaking about Jesus. He said, for his, he, shall, he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of a dry ground. He has no, no form, no form, no comeliness. And when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. In other words, in other words, when you see, when you see the person he's talking about, he's not an attractive person. He's not some, he's not someone, he's not attractive that if you like physically. And then also there isn't much to him. Even, even where, even where he will grow up or where, where he will be born. He says that look, he shall be like a tender plant and as a root out of a dry ground. Something springing out of a place that you least expect that anything relevant will spring out of that place. It's like, it's like having a paved, a paved, a paved uh, place. You know how we have um, these kind of paved pavements or paved areas. And then you see like a weed springing out of it. There's a, out of a dry place, you least expected it. That's where it will grow. When you see something coming out of that place, you know that no one deliberately planted it. It's almost like a weed. It's like we don't even want this thing. We don't even like this thing. We are not interested in it. So it's, 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 it's like an irrelevant thing. It's out of a patched ground. That's what one translation says. That's a, a dry ground. And he has no form, no comeliness. And when we shall see him, there is no beauty. Oh, mercy. That we should desire him. You see some guys, you desire them, isn't it? Yeah, when you look at them, when you see their height, when you see their shoulders, when you see their muscles, when you see their hair. I mean, look at Seamus' hair. Yes. I'm sure somebody has noticed his hair today. I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. But when you see our Savior... There is no beauty that we should even be interested in him. The who is he? What has he got? What has he got to offer? I mean, who is he? Who is, who is this person? We notice other people. But he, when you say, you will notice him. You will not even think that he has anything to offer. Verse number three. Wow. He is despised. And rejected um, of men. A man of sorrows. <laughs> you know Good Friday? A man of sorrows. And acquainted with grief. And, and we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised. And we esteemed him not. He's, he's prophesying about Jesus. If many of us, if not all of us, were alive in those days, and someone comes around and he says that I am, I am the son of God, I am the son of God. You, I mean, you will hate him. You will hate him. You see, that's that's why it's very it's very dangerous to criticize the church. I'll never advise you to criticize any church. In church, we, I mean, a church that you don't attend, you don't know anything about, no matter what you hear people saying about them, don't, don't join them. Don't join the critics. Never join critics to criticize a church or, or a pastor. As soon as they start talking, just, just walk away. 
walk away or start um, replying to messages on your phone. When they change the topic, then you come back to the conversation. But don't join people to talk. Because if we're alive, you would, if, if, you, if you ever go to Israel, yes, you'll be there. You'll be there. You see, one of the wonderful things that Bishop did for us, I was with him uh, once in Israel, is, is his understanding of the places. And how Jesus moved. Don't go, never, never go as a tourist. You waste your money. Don't go as a tourist or go and join some bus or some people who are just, no, 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 no. You need, you need to be with Bishop Dag to explain, to explain things to you. And then you'll be there. You will. And you see, because you need, you need like a pastor who, who appreciates what happened to Jesus. Where Jesus went, what he did, the things he did. You see, you, you hear in, in Israel, they call everything sea. The sea of this, sea of this. But they are, they are like rivers or lakes. Yes. So when you go there, you see that this is, this is somebody lived here. In this area, in this small area. Or in this community. He came to this community. And then he came to cast out demons from some people. And then he said, and then he said that he's, he's the son of God. You, one of the things that you will understand why the people didn't believe him. But it's just an ordinary person. You imagine an ordinary person in, in Streatham or Elephant and Castle saying that he's the son of God. He's a, he's a, he's a son of God. And so you must all believe in him. And then he comes, he comes to the fishermen by the lake. And he speaks to this one. He says that, follow me. And then he goes to these two people who are also working with their father. And he says that, leave your father's business. Leave your father's job. Come with me and I'll, and I'll do this. It's like, it's very, you can't, you can't even believe it. So in his time of trouble, when he was being, he was arrested, being beaten. They despised him. A man of sorrows. And acquainted with grief. Grief was his friend. He was, he was used to, he, it's like, for a he was used to being sad. He was sad, acquainted with grief. He's used to being sad. It's like, he's used to being alone. It's like, I am on my own. No one is with me. No one believes in me. Nobody likes me. Nobody wants to be with me. Nobody even wants to know. I can understand why he would really appreciate his disciples. And really like them and really love them and really bless them and really pray for them. Because when you are in the place and nobody, nobody really believes in you, no one appreciates, no one even likes what you are doing. It's a very difficult place to be. To that you are alone. You are alone and you believe that God is speaking to you. It's not like you even want anything, but God, you are, what you are doing is for God. And nobody believes it. Nobody wants to know. You just have a few people, 12 people, even that one of them was convinced that, look, sell him off to us. He was acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. We didn't want anyone. Do you remember Peter? He said, I don't know you. We didn't want anyone. They didn't want anyone to know that they were associated with him. 
You know how sometimes you are a group and then one of you falls into trouble? And then everybody deserts you. You see, once I had a group like that, anytime one of them is in trouble and I tell that person off, the rest of them just, they move away from the person. Meanwhile, I would expect that they rather stand together and say that we've all made a mistake. We are sorry. I mean, we are sorry. So, let's time do this. But everybody else will say, it's like, you are, it's like you have brought this problem. So, it's on you. It's on you. As it were, they hid their faces from anybody who fell in trouble. It's like, we don't want to know you. We don't want to talk to you. We don't relate with you. Till Bishop is happy with you again. You understand? You, you can understand, isn't it? Yes. Have you had friends like that before? Yes. <laughs> it says that he was. Are you understanding Isaiah 53? Yes. And as soon as I get to the last verse, it means that my message is over for today. Yes. Are you rebuking me again? No. <laughs> Listen, are you listening? Yes. I still have one more chair here. I even have two. Look, we can, we can share. We are not that big. Look, two to one chair. Look, your, 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 this thing is not that wide, isn't it? Mm. Yes. Yes. I just check the rows and see. Sometimes you see that the portions on the rows are not that big, so they can share. If, if you have seven chairs there, there can be eight people on. Okay, anyway, listen. I'm doing the work of the ashes for them, but I hope they can appreciate it. Have you found a chair? If you, as long as you get a free space, you just lift up your hand. The ashes will bring someone there. Okay, yeah. Is there anything special about this chair? I keep asking about it. Who's the gentleman in the black cap? There's a free chair here. Oh, you're a cameraman. But I don't know you. Media people, you have to dress properly so we know that you are real. You are real people at work. Okay, listen, listen to the preaching whilst the ashes do their work, okay? When you see that somebody has come, then you just give them a wave so that they bring the person. But otherwise, listen to the preaching. Listen to the preaching. Okay. So we hid our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. We we didn't try to make him look good. We didn't try. We didn't try. Like sometimes you know yourself, you are are backsliding. You are not doing well. You are some way. But sometimes you see that the pastor is trying. He's trying to make you still look good. And then sometimes you even be wondering, I mean, why, why is he not giving up on me? Why is he not? He knows all these things. Why is he letting me do this? Why is he? That's what is expect. That's what was expected to be done for Jesus. Wow. That he was, even though he was down, he said, "Try and lift him up. Don't discuss. Don't tell anybody about his problems. Don't discuss his problems. Even when you see him, don't discuss his problems." One thing I don't like that is, I don't think anybody likes it, is. For someone to tell you their sins. I don't enjoy hearing people's sins and people's problems. Even if I know. 
I don't, I don't want to hear it. I don't, what's I don't, I mean, I don't want you to tell me. Tell God. I said, let's live. Let's live. I'm not a judge. I mean, I don't, I mean, I beg you, don't tell me. Because it, it becomes awkward. When you start telling me, no, I did this, and I was here, I was the one who killed this person, I was the one who twisted this person's neck. But I don't like it. I like to be happy. Let's be happy. Don't you realize that you feel some way when people tell you their things? Yes. Because by the grace of God, my relationship with you won't change. So help me God. It won't change. You will be the one who will change, but I won't change. You see, I'm there. If you are stubborn about me, give you a couple of blasts. But apart from that, it's okay. (laughs) But I don't, I, I, I really, I really don't. That's the most difficult part of my job. To hear of people's feelings. Because we are human beings. You have people's feelings. This person is failing. I said, this one is failing. He's trying, but he can't. He's really struggling to survive, but he keeps failing. It's very, it's, it's, it's awkward. It, it creates an awkward atmosphere and feeling. So you try. So instead of hearing, you try to prop the person up. That, no, it's okay. No problem. And the person is wondering, are you sure it's okay? It is okay. It is okay. So we are supposed to esteem that is left encourage people who are going down. We're supposed to encourage them, stand by them, hold them up, keep them up. But Jesus didn't get that. You know, there are some people who are shouting, crucify him, kill him. Crucify means kill, kill him. That is not, that is not a natural and that's, that's a wicked mind. If you think that he's doing something bad, because they had reasons why they were shouting, crucify him. If you think someone is bad, you don't shout, crucify him. You don't crucify people. You don't crucify somebody who is in trouble. You don't shout, crucify. It's like kill him off. You rather become a wicked person. When you start screaming at people who have made mistakes, kill them off. You rather become a wicked person. Because you are supposed to show mercy. Mercy and forgiveness. You are even supposed to make those people even your friends. Because the sign that they can't do some things means that they need you more. If you were in their life, you would have saved them from that problem. Because you would have whispered into their ears, don't be silly. Don't be a fool. Don't do such a thing. But you are not in their lives. And then when you hear that they are going down, you rather shout, crucify him, kill him, kill him off. Let everybody know, see, hear, feel, and breathe, and smell. That is past. So there, so he was despised. Jesus was despised. I need you to know that you have not been despised. Can you see that you have not been despised? But he was despised. And they esteemed him not. He wasn't treated as an important person. He had no respect. So he lost all the respect. For you to have respect. You with all your things. He had no sin. We're not talking about somebody who has sin and had problems. He had no sin, had no problems. And he rather was despised and kept down. You have sin. How many of you have sins? Yes. Yes. He had no sin. He had no sin. 
You are enjoy, you see, you enjoy what Jesus is supposed to have enjoyed. But he didn't get it. Verse 4. My eyes are on the clock. Surely, don't you like Isaiah? Surely, he has borne our griefs, your depressions, your, your, your difficulties. He carried them. And he carried our sorrows. Yet, yet, we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. He was, was doing something for us, for the world. And the world present there rather thought and said that God is punishing him. Meanwhile, he was doing something for us. And for the people standing there, he was doing something for, for us. And then as we are there, the world present there said that, look at him. Look at him. God, God is punishing him. You see how today you see someone going through some difficulty and say, yes, God is punishing him. How many have heard of such a thing before? But yeah, he's reaping what he, so he's reaping it. He's reaping, it serves him right. It's good for him. Look at what he's going through. It is God. <laughs> God is God is God is teaching him a lesson. Hmm. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he has borne our griefs, carried our sorrows. Your sorrows have been carried by Jesus. Those of you have bouts, bouts of depression, bouts of discouragement, bouts of, bouts of low moods, bouts of, I don't feel like it. I want you to understand today that Jesus took it on the cross. Jesus took it. You are not supposed to have it. It is not for you. It's not yours. It's not your portion. Jesus has taken it away already. But in case you read. God bless you for clapping. In case you read somewhere and you feel, I deserve this thing. No, you don't deserve it. Jesus took it away. It's not, it's not supposed to be in your life. He borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Carried our sorrows. Verse 5. But he was wounded for your transgressions and bruised for your iniquities. You see your, your sins, the different types of sins, different types of rebellions, different things. You know the word of God, but you rebel against it. How many of you have rebelled against the word before? You know what you're about? It's like, oh, look, what I mean. That's what that's, that's, that's I said. Iniquities, transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. They say that the chastisement of our peace. It's like a prize for you to have peace was laid upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. This is one of the most common verses you hear being quoted. By his stripes, we are healed. Every sickness, every sickness you have, he, 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 took, he took away that sickness from you. Is it, well, I'll, show, I'll show you a very nice verse in the Bible. Should I show you a very nice verse? Yes. Do you want to say it? See it? Yes. You're sure? Yes. 
You should remember it forever and ever. Forever and ever. Forever and ever. You will never find yourself on the hospital bed. Yes. I'll show it to you. Do you want to see it? Matthew chapter 8. And verse 17. It says that, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, himself took our infirmities. Do you know infirmities? Weaknesses. Weaknesses. And bear our sicknesses. Himself took it. Jesus himself came and said, where is that your sickness? Where is that your sickness? Give it to me. Where is your sickness? Give it to me. Where is your sickness? Give it to me. You have two sicknesses. Give it to it. Where is your sickness? Give it to me. You do have you have sickness. You do have two. Give it to me. You don't even want it already. I'll take it from you. Himself. Himself took. He's taking it away. He's taking it away. The things you have been suffering from and been calling, my this has come. My that has come. Let this revelation enter your heart. And from today, you will not suffer from it again. I said from today, you will not see that problem again. Ever again. Himself. Himself. He himself. Jesus Christ himself. Our Lord of Lords. King of Kings. Prince of Peace. The Mighty One. Our only God. Himself. He came. he, he didn't pass it through somebody. He said, some angels should, should suffer from chicken pox for you. No, himself. Himself. Next time you see yourself, and you will not see yourself. Amen. Satan trying to throw some things at you. Tell him that in 817, it is written that this thing is not for me. Jesus took it. Jesus took it. Jesus has taken it himself. He took it. Himself took. Himself took. Himself. Himself. Can you see how I'm carrying it? Yes. The problems of the world are bigger than this. By himself. Himself. He said, things, inf- infirmities are like handicaps. Things you can't do. You try, but you can't do it. So you, you, are limit, you are limited by those things. Every limitation of your life is removed. Amen. Himself. Himself. Stop saying, I'm this type of person. I'm that type of person. I can't do this. When I learn, I don't understand. When I understand, I don't, I don't remember. When I, rem- when I remember, I feel sleepy. I cast all those confessions. Because himself, himself, Jesus himself, the king of kings, the lord of lords, our savior himself, he himself came and took it. He took it from you. It's been taken from you. It's been taken from you. Asthma has been taken from you. Every form of sickness has been taken away from you. 
problem you have that hinders your Christian walk, it has been taken away from you. Be free today. Be free today. Be liberated today. Anything that hampers your progress in your walk with God, it's an infirmity. Himself took it from you. Don't accept any offer from Satan. Don't have a deal with him and say, that's this how you are. There's a weakness you have. What weakness? Your weakness has been taken. Aren't you there? Your weakness has been taken. Himself took your weakness. You are strong in Christ. You are perfect in Christ. You are excellent in Christ. Receive your blessings and share them. Sit down. Isaiah chapter 53 verse 5. Yes, so there. But he was wounded for our transgressions. All these things have been paid for. He was bruised for our iniquities. Don't let Satan tell you that because of some mistakes you've made, so you are disqualified. Disqualified from what? No, 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 no. You now have more faith to even work for God. He that is forgiven much, loveth much. God is expecting some of you, some of you here, even me, I know of your challenges. And he has forgiven you. God is expecting you to become apostles. To become evangelists. To become prophets. To become mighty missionaries. Mighty missionaries for him. Don't say, don't say, don't sit back and say that. Because, because of this. You see some of the people, some, some of the people haven't experienced some things. They are very wicked. Sometimes they are very wicked. Because you should hear them talking about people's problems. You, you unfortunately have tasted of it, but fortunately have experienced the grace of God and the love of God and the forgiveness of God. He that is forgiven much, loveth much. God is expecting great love from you. Great love towards him that you will love him. You, I mean, you will really love him and give yourself to him and work for him and serve him. I'll show you a verse. Should I show you that verse? I'm showing you my, some of my secret verses. You know 316? Which 316 do you know? John 316. For God so loved the world. Okay, I'll show you another 316. Yes, this one is, is still John, but it's first John. First John 316. Look at it. Hereby perceive we the love of God. Because he laid down his life for us. We ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. He laid down his lives for us. He laid down his lives for us. We too, we have to lay down our lives for the brethren. For the brethren. For the brethren. There are people in places waiting for you. Waiting for your life. What does it take to save a soul? What does it take to, ha- to have a church? What does it take for someone to hear about, about Jesus' love and God's love for us? It takes a life. In case you think it's, it takes money, you are wrong. It takes a life. Your life has to be disrupted. Your life has to change. You have to start a new life somewhere for some brethren. Some brethren somewhere. With you. Some brethren. Some brethren. They're also, they're also human beings just like you. Jesus died for them. The blood of Jesus is not finished because you you got saved. What are you talking about? 
There. So there's another phrase 16. You know the other phrase 16. This one is for you. He laid down his life for us. We ought, we too, we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. You're applying for jobs, isn't it? Jesus could have also applied for jobs. He also applied for jobs. But he was walking by lakes and beaches, begging people to join him. Begging people, begging them that you come. You come. Come and help me. Come and help me preach. Come and help me. Come and help me do my work. Begging people as though he's a madman. I mean, the day you go to Israel and you'll be there. I want you to really picture. Don't just, don't just be happy and be taking selfies. I want you really to absorb the experience. And picture Jesus walking here and ask yourself that it will, re, it will really be odd. I mean, the, it's like the man was like, a, it was like odd person. Begging people. And you will see that today God gives you ministers. And sometimes like they're appealing to you, talking to you to come, come, let's work. Come, let's work for God. Let's do something for God. Let's do something for God. Let's save souls for God. Come and be a center leader. Come, come and be a center leader. Come, let's get souls to be saved. Let's win so nothing but souls. Come and be a missionary. Missionary for souls to be saved. You think of your comfort. You think of your comfort. Let's say your blood pressure and your weight. So you can't, you can't live in places where there, there's no blood pressure machine. As though everybody there is dead. <laughs> we like ourselves, so. not ourselves, we like our skin. Have you heard that statement before? You didn't love your skin. It means you like yourself. Like ourselves. No sacrifice. Nothing. Where there's comfort. We like comfort. Comfort. My blood pressure. My migraine. My displace. My that place. My this. I want this. I must have this. He he died. You don't want to die. When we go for MTL, yes, you'll be there. Not not very very far from the Anakazo campus, up there on the mountains, there's a cemetery for missionaries. Yes. When you go there, you see the age. 17, 18, 19. 2022, you see young, young boys, young boys from Switzerland. They arrive there. Three months, they die from malaria. One year, they are dead. They're there. That one, that one, that one, and dying on London Bridge. Which one is more honorable? You will never die on London Bridge. Yes, but, but understand my point. Understand my point. Understand my point. 17 years, 18, 19. Perhaps the oldest you see is 23. 
They die. When they die, then the, the mission, the Basel mission or Swiss mission, they just say, another set, come. And because of the mosquitoes and malaria, when they come, short time, then they are dead. Short, but they are coming for the gospel. That is why there are churches on the mountains. That's why souls are saved. Today, if you go, the souls are saved. Churches, they are, everybody there is a Christian. Where they didn't get to. It's a different story. It's a different story. Any country, any country, any part of the world, check where the missionaries got up to. That's where there's hope and there's light and there's salvation. Anything beyond there, you see, there's nothing. There's nothing. You see, there's another story up there. Yeah. They died. They died there. We don't want to die. We don't want to die. Sometimes you see, we don't even want our grandmother to die. You see, people, yeah, you see, people say, I don't want to be a mission because of my grandmother. <laughs> as, though, as though when you come and sit by her, you can't even come and sit on her lap. She has an appointed date. That's an appointed date. There, we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. The price, the price is still the same. Good Friday, he gave his life. Is it easy to clap for him? You, you are not likely to die. You are not likely to die. You, you know you won't die. Yeah. You may lose weight a little bit, but what is, even the weight you are here, you have this thing on your, on your wrist that you wear every time. Every time you get home, then you go and check how many calories have I burned today because you want to live. Even where you claim to be comfortable, you are, you are even scared that even the, the weight, the, the food you are eating is putting your life in danger. I see people all the time. I look at people's wrists. Look at what they are wearing that thing. When they get to, they're going to check how many calories have I burned today? How, how far have I walked today? How many steps have I taken today? How many days? Foolishness. <laughs> I mean, understand. Understand the foolishness in the context which I'm saying, yes? Foolishness. Is that this your passion? This is your passion. This is your dream. This is your hope for life. When souls are perishing. Souls are perishing. And when Jesus, when he came, and Jesus, when he came, he died. Sometimes we feel like he, maybe he came to act. It's like, it's like something, it's like an act. No, he came to die. He was sent to die and he came and he died. Take me back to Isaiah. Yeah. Yeah. You have a chance for souls to be saved. We are giving stories. Giving stories. You see, you are, too, you are too young. We are too young to love our skin like that. This, this is the age for adventure. Yeah. Yes. Adventure for Jesus. Yeah. I mean, look at the things you've done already. Look at you see. Look. Don't let me use all my time on this. But look at the adventures you've done at your age. Yes. If your parents discover what you know, they'll collapse. Yes. They will collapse. At this age. At this age. At this age. Things you've seen. Things you've done. Things you've held. Yes. When 
it gets to serve God, it's as though it's the most difficult thing. It's like, hey, it's very, very, very difficult. It's very, very difficult. But look at things that you've put down your throat. And you didn't, you didn't choke. At this age, you know, you know how to swallow that thing without choking. At this age. He was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. You will have peace from today. Amen. You sleep in peace. Amen. You wake up in peace. Amen. He has paid all. He has all this. He has paid for us all these things. He has cleared all these kind of problems as, as though he knew you would be born. Wow. As though he knew you were coming. You were coming with your transgressions and your iniquities. He did all. He did all. He did all. After that, you are quarreling with him over Sainsbury's milk. You want to drink Sainsbury's milk. Verse 6. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. When you read that, you almost feel like shouting. It's not fair. We are, we are like sheep. We are like sheep. Then he gives us a shepherd. We reject him. We turn away. All of us. All of us. Look, look how much effort it took. Or oh, it takes sometimes to get you to church. And to get you to be in church and to stay in church. Look at the organizations and the mobilization and the follow-up and the visitation. Yes. And the more you are visited and looked for, the more you increase your lies, the level of your lies. Because you don't want them to come. You start telling stories. Saying stories. Always remember a sister. She goes to work Monday to Saturday. Monday to Saturday. Because I talk to her all the time. Monday to Saturday. Saturday, she finishes at 10 p.m. And then Sunday come to church. Then she says she's not well. She has a thing that comes on Sundays and then it goes. But it's a lie. She's been lying. She's lying. She's lying. Monday to Friday, Saturday, you go to work. You work till 10 p.m. on Saturday. Then just on Sunday, God, come and serve God. Come and serve. Even when you're talking to such a place, as though, as though the person is your girlfriend that you are chasing, you don't even know what is going on in her head as you are talking. As you are just trying to say that, come and benefit from God's grace and God's love. They come and learn and be a strong Christian so you don't die and go to hell. They are telling stories. <laughs> Even 
you don't want to come to church because of whatever reason, just say the truth. Just say the truth. You know what? Uh, my ex-boyfriend has come to the church. I can't, I can't bear the sight of him. The pain is still there. So, you know, I think I'll go, I'd like to go to Gobli Gop International. Yes. Just say the truth. Don't lie. Say the truth. When I look at my camera and I see my ex-boyfriend, I remember, you know, I remember, sir. It's what? Yes. Just say the truth. Say the truth so we'll follow up somebody else. But you lie, 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 and send me the, the, the red heart, the one that is breathing. It's as, it's as though, Bishop, I really love you. But you're a liar. Oh. I'm, I'm just explaining to you how we go astray. <laughs> All we like sheep have gone astray. We don't, in other words, there's a line or a path to walk on. To stray is means to it means to deviate. We've deviated, we've gone off, gone off the normal route and the normal path of life. The normal path of life is to be in church, be in church, have a pastor. You see, everybody should be able to point us and say, This is my pastor. Because all we like sheep, sheep has a shepherd. Shepherd is another word for pastor. I was preaching in, in a country recently, in a up there, um, Lithuania. And I said, shepherd. Then I said, pastor. Then the lady translated said to me that, it's the same. It's almost like, why am I even worrying here? Why am I saying shepherd and pastor? Shepherd. She said, it's the same. It's the same. She said, it's the same. So it's almost like, it's almost like as we're preaching, she's trying to rebuke me. That stick with one word. Just stick with one. Don't try and say shepherd, pastor. She said, it's the same. Shepherd, pastor is the same. Yes, shepherd pastor is the same. So if you are sheep, it means you must have a shepherd, which means you must have a pastor. So a Christian, a Christian must have a pastor. There must be a room where you go to and your pastor speaks to you at least once a week. You go there, there's a shepherd. That's all we like sheep. There's a shepherd that speaks to us. My pastor talks to me all the time. Talk to me all the time. I spent, I spent half of my day yesterday listening to everything he said on Good Friday. Everything. Everything. I sat down. I said, I'm, I said, I'm going to church. Everything. You think I'm a fool? No. I also have a pastor. My pastor has to speak to me. He has to talk to me. He has to preach to me. He has to pray for me. I sat there, he, I listened to everything again. Everything we watch on Good Friday. I listened to, on Good Friday, that's where I was conducting a service. So now I had to go to church with none of you around. Yes. That was, I did that yesterday. Good Friday was Friday, isn't it? <laughs> of course, it was Friday. And then the day after, a Saturday, that was yesterday. Yes, so I went to church yesterday. I sat down. Put my iPad in front of me and press play. Everything. I don't want to stray from my shepherd. I have to hear what my shepherd is saying. I have to hear him all the time. All the time I have to hear him. All the time. Tuesday I was preaching. I was preaching somewhere. And he was also preaching somewhere. When I finished the service, I was telling, I was telling a brother, he was surprised. I said, when I finished the service, 
What do you think I did? I said, I tuned into wherever he was preaching. Everything he was saying from beginning to end. Oh, I sat down while I did everything. Why should I be there without words? Somebody else has to speak to me. And preach to me. And counsel me. And pray for me. Every church member must have a a pastor. Say here, the world has strayed away from the church. Strayed away from church. And from church work and from church business. But we are coming back to church. And we are going to be stable in church. There has to be somewhere that you, you go to because there is a pastor there to speak to you. That you can say, this is my pastor. This is my pastor. This is my pastor. So in case you see him on, on the train or on the bus, you say, ah, that's my pastor. You tell your friend, that's my pastor. You must have a pastor. You shouldn't just have an iPhone. Have a pastor. Amen. And I say, that's my iPhone. You just have a boyfriend. You have a pastor. Hmm? And the Lord, the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. All our sins was put on him. So that when we believe in him and receive him, our sins are forgiven. All all your things have been put on one person. All has been put on one person. Give me the next verse quickly. He was oppressed. Oh dear me. He was afflicted. Yet he opened not his mouth. You know so many, many of us when there's a problem we defend ourselves. We rise to our defense. And justify our mistakes. No. Jesus was not like that. He was oppressed. He was afflicted. Yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter. Not as a pig. Pig squeal. If you catch a squeal, a pig, it, it squeals. They make a lot of noise. If you catch a sheep or a lamb, it's nothing. He even thinks that you are his friend. Yes, they say it's nothing. And as a sheep before her shearers is dumb, so he openeth not his mouth. We've got the opportunity to explain everything. Instead of, instead of you accept that you've made a mistake, you've also made a mistake. And being quiet, you... you you behave, you behave, we behave like pigs, isn't it? We'll squeal for the whole world to hear that I didn't make a mistake. She made me make a mistake. Or he made me make a mistake. On my own, I wouldn't have done it. We squeal. But no, that's not Jesus' nature. That's not Jesus' nature. He was quiet. 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 It's okay. No justification. No explanation. People explain themselves. Can't you see yourself arguing and explaining yourself? We explain ourselves. No, no, we say, no, 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 you don't understand. No, 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 this, it's this, it's not like that. It's this, it happened only once. Oh, no, it's like this. No, that, that, hey. But Jesus was not like that. He opened up his mouth so that he can take our transgressions. He didn't say, no, I don't like this one. No, no, okay, I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay with this guy's mistake. No, Deborah's mistake. No, no, look, I, I don't want to take it. Okay, I'm okay with Israel's mistake. No, 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 no. Michael's mistake, he should carry it himself. No, he, was, he, was, he wasn't like that. He was quiet. He was quiet. We are very selective. We are selective with issues. This one we accept. This one won't accept it. And the more, the more you shout, the more you look terrible. 
terrible. It's better if you are quiet. Better if you are quiet. I was talking to someone the other day about work that they had not done. Not that they have to do that, they haven't done. I said, you didn't do this. The person started explaining. And I said, I said, what you are explaining, that is what I'm saying that you haven't done. Why are you telling him that this is the reason why you haven't done it? That is what I'm saying. This is what you must have to be able to do it. And you are now explaining to me why. Is it not what I, what you ask? Is it not what I am saying? You wonder why can't people just say yes? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, or I am I am um, inefficient. I'm not efficient. I can't do it. I can't do some things. I am not good enough. Just say, I'm not, I can't. But rather, you're giving reasons why you didn't do it. And that's what is being said. You didn't do it because of this. What you are supposed to have that you didn't have is your work. Does somebody understand my English? Yes. That is it. Yes. That's your work. It's your work to have this. To be able to do that. And you are saying you don't have it. That's why you couldn't do it. And that is what I'm saying. That why didn't you have it to do it? Uh, yes. Excuses. I'm explaining to you how excuses. We talk. Yeah. Who should have who should have talked more? Us or Jesus? You just have no sin. I was even born of a virgin. I, there's no sin in me. There's nothing. I don't have a problem. He's the one who, who should have been shouting to his father, what have I done? But all the way to the cross, he said nothing. He said nothing. He screamed. He said, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? He, is ex- he was experiencing the shame. The shame. The shame of the sins of man. Why hast thou forsaken me? They said, into thy hand I commend my spirit. They said, it is finished. And he gave up the ghost. And he went. He didn't complain. He didn't say anything. He didn't say He just announced that God, like, God doesn't like sin. So he's turned away from himself. Why? He said, why am I in this state? They said, into thy hand commend my spirit. I give myself to you. It is finished. It's like I have done. I have done the perfect work. What what I have done? Nothing can be added to it. Nothing can be taken away from it. That is, it is finished. Tetelestai. Yeah, that's the that's the language he spoke. Tetelestai. It is finished. That is, I've done the perfect job. There's no better blood that can be shed than what I've shed. There's no better work for human beings that can be done than what I have done. That's why, that's why he actually said, it is finished. That is, it is done. I have accomplished it. There's nobody who can come after me or who has been before me who can do anything better than what I have done. Yeah, it is finished. Verse 8. Verse 8, oh, it's finished. It's not finished. He was taken from prison and from judgment. And who shall declare his gener- who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living. For the transgression of my people was he stricken. Verse 9. And he made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death. 
because he had done no violence. Neither was any deceit in his mouth. Are you understanding Jesus? Verse 10. Yet it pleased the Lord. It's like the Lord had a good reason. The Lord had a good reason to do what he is doing to his only begotten son. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He has put him to grief. When thou shalt make his soul and when thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin. Do you understand that? His soul, his life is being taken as an offering for your sins and for my sins. He shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. Verse 11. He shall see of the travail of his soul and shall be satisfied. By his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many for he shall bear their iniquities. Can you see? He keeps saying that he will bear their iniquities. He will bear our sins. He will bear our... That's salvation is the greatest gift of all. Because that is what he came for. That is what he came for. You see, human beings have different problems. You have financial problems, health problems, education problems, and uh, what? Marital problems. Have I left any out? Accommodation. Okay. (laughs) But you see, all these things that I have listed, I can show you someone who can help you solve it. Even if it's five, I can give you five people who can help you solve that problem. But when it gets to the problem of sin, sin, what can wash away your sins? What can wash away your sins? Where can you find forgiveness? Where can you gain acceptance from God? How can you become righteous? Your perfume can't make you righteous. Your aftershave can't make you righteous. Your designer clothes can't help you. Your offerings, your pounds, your offerings can't help you. What can help you? What? What can help you? What can make you whole again? What can make you whole again? Nothing. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. That's what the Bible says, that without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. Without the shedding of blood. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission. You need, we needed the shedding of blood. And not any blood, not the blood of bulls and calves and doves and pigeons, but the blood of his only begotten son, Jesus Christ. That's what it pleased him. It pleased him. It pleased him to do all this because of our iniquities. Because there's no solution to that. There is, there is no way out. Otherwise, we are stuck. Anybody who doesn't believe in Jesus is stuck. And anybody who thinks any of these things that we mentioned, accommodation, marriage, finances, health, and then what? Money. If anybody thinks any of these things is more important to be preached about and to be talked about, that person is misleading you. This is the main problem of man. Then after that, we can discuss your accommodation. Then after that, we can talk about your marital problems. Because when you start quoting the scriptures, when you start quoting the scriptures, you have a marital problem, we use scriptures. And you don't believe in the scriptures, we can't advance. We can't can't make any progress. The scripture we can use, we can tell you, that's what the Bible says. So so when the two people don't, don't believe in the Bible, you are stuck. That's the Bible said, do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. 
Because the unbeliever doesn't believe in the Bible. You believe in the Bible. Whilst we are saying, wives, submit yourselves to your husbands. We can't say to, we can't say to him, husbands, love your wives. No, he loves, he loves wives. He loves girls. So yes, we are saying submit to him. We don't even know what we are asking you to submit to. One day, after church, it was a Tuesday night, then one of these sisters who are going to collect for herself, an unbelieving man, wicked one, said, today, he said, when I come home, we are going to the club. After church. He said, we're going to. He said, said, that's what he wants to do this evening. That's what he wants to do. So he's waiting for me. That we are going clubbing. And then he said, if you don't come, I have others who would like to go with me. So which one do you want? So now she's asking, when she goes home, what should she do? She just come for a powerful Tuesday service, worship God, praise God. Now somebody is waiting for him at home, for her at home. But all, all he wants, all he wants from her today is that let's go clubbing. <laughs> let's put our dancing shoes on. Yes. Let's go and sway. We're going to dance. Dance the body music. Music makes you happy. (laughs) We're going to swing and sway. What should she do? I don't want to tell you my answer to her. Isaiah. (laughs) Are you being blessed by Isaiah? So he says, for he shall bear there. Verse 12. Therefore, will I divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he has poured out his soul unto death, and he has numbered with the transgressors, and he bare the sin of many, and made intercession for the transgressors. Therefore, will I divide him a portion with the great. Is Jesus not great today? Has he not got a great name? And he shall divide the spoil with the strong because he has poured out his soul unto death. Jesus came to the world for sinners. Make no mistake about it. He came for sinners. He came for sinners. He came for sinners. Our, our, our sins and the sins of the world is the main thing. It's the main thing that separates us from God. Main thing. That's a good Friday. It's such a, it's such a great day. And today is also a great day. Because we are celebrating forgiveness of sins without having to make any sacrifice or do anything. Verse 13. I don't understand why somebody would tell you that uh, getting a business is more important than salvation. I said, I said, I don't understand. Maybe you can explain to me, but I don't understand. Because a business, I can show you. Santander, they will give you counsel on how to set up a business. Or Halifax. I can show, I can show you banks. That will give you advice on what to do. And what, I mean, what to do. They'll help you what to do. So I can't see why on a Sunday morning, 
I'll tell you that come to church because you'll be a good, you'll find how to be a good businessman here. When Jesus, when God, God is applauding his son that he carried, he carried the sins of many and he was numbered with transgressors. No, I mean, look at, look at the descriptions that is coming about him. That is telling you the main problem of the, the main problem. The main problem. The main problem. So I should come to you so you teach me how to finance a car. Like someone said once, maybe you're an illiterate, that's why. Yeah. Maybe you're not so educated, so some things look very big to you. So when you get a little wisdom, a little understanding in worldly things, you feel this is a revelation that you have to go and share with the world because maybe you're uneducated. Yes. You're not so enlightened. So some things look very big and like a revelation has come. I'm going to teach steps, steps to financing a car. Steps to financing a house. Because you, are, because you come, where you come from, you haven't seen a car bought before. Or a television being bought before. Maybe, maybe. That is why some people make so much noise and take it to the church. They come like the wisest person who has ever arrived in front of the congregation. I mean to teach you how, how, to, how to increase your, your whatever. Your profit margins. Yes. It's actually, it's, actually, it's actually signs of a lower understanding of life. Yeah. Not very enlightened. Not very broad. You don't have a good latitudinal swing. Yes. Your swing on the subjects of life is very is skewed to one side. Yeah. You're very skewed. Your swing is just, you just swing from um, uh, GCSE, GCSE to, to nothing. Then it swings back. Yes. Swings, and then it swings back. Yes. So you don't, you don't understand anything else in life. You don't know about anything else in life. Yeah. You don't understand anything else in life. Economics is so great to you. It's so great to you. It's so great to you. We read about economics when we were 14 years old. 14 years old. That's when we started understanding basic economics, basic things that you can grow. We were 14 years old or 13 years old. Please. I must get a job. Is it not applications? I'd rather read a scripture to you that don't be lazy. Don't be lazy. That's the verse. There's a verse for laziness. A little sleep, a little slumber, that's how your poverty will come. That's the verse you need. Because you come to church and teach you how to fill application forms. It doesn't say, maybe you're uneducated. That's not such a thing. It's, very, it's, very, it's like a very great revelation and subject that has come. I want to teach, want to teach our people how to enter into employment. Have to start businesses, start a pack. No. no. Transgression, iniquity, sins. These are the words that are being used. What can wash away your sins? 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 
finish church, you see, we'll have pop-up stands here, intimate counseling. You can come. They will counsel you about your starter packs. They can explain all those things. They educated people. They educated people. They are top people, top guys that will be talking to you. Specialists, doctors, barristers, bankers, what do you, you maybe they don't tell you who they are. Today, when you come as and you they said you are something. Tell me. Because they are wearing they are wearing short sleeve shirts, so you think they don't know anything. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe maybe sometimes you need to hear this to know that when you start talking, I say, we, we are not impressed. Though. Because no matter how educated we are, we need the blood of Jesus. We need Jesus. We need God. We need him. We need him. We need him. We need him. Yes. That's why we thank God for our parents. The other things that people are talking about, we thank God for our parents. We are par- our parents took us to school. They made us go. And they made us pass. You will pass. You, if you, when you are in the classroom, you remember your father, you will learn. When you remember, when you remember that man, if you have to crack your head open and put a book in it, you will do it before you come home. You you will pass. You will find a way to pass. You will find you find a way to pass. And not just not just you don't do normal passing. No, no, you have to be top. My father had a rule: one to ten, you must be in there. One to ten, the whole class, one to ten, you must be in. And then when you drop, when you drop a little, when you drop below like five, six, seven, he will ask you, what are the names of those who are ahead of you? Oh, yes. Who are they? Who are they? Where do they come from? (laughs) Yes, he will ask you, who are they? Tell me their names. You mean you were six? Tell me their names. Tell me the names of the first five. <laughs> and what? Okay, I don't want to say that one. <laughs> no, but what to you if the, those five? I can't say it. I can't say it. People have spoiled me in Europe, so I can't say it. <laughs> Let's finish. Verse 13. I thought I was preaching for 30 minutes. Is that it? I finished. Oh, then come for Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I finished. That's my message for today. Isaiah 53. Yes, Isaiah 53. For us to appreciate what Jesus did for us and for what God did to us on the cross. Stand to your feet and let's close off. No movement, no walking, no leaving. It's a very important time. This is actually the most important time of the service. I want you to pray for yourself that those of you who are saved, washed by the blood already, received Jesus already, I want you to pray for yourself that First John 3.16, as he laid down his life for you, you will also lay down your life for the brethren. That you will be a worker for God. You work in the house of God. You serve God. Pray for yourself. Pray for yourself. And the rest of us, let's pray for God's mercies and God's love. God's love. Thanking him for this blessed opportunity to be in church. To be in church today on Resurrection Sunday. Pray. Give yourself to him. Give your life to him. That you 
you can be called a servant of God and a worker for God. That you strive to win more souls. Strive to win more souls. In your center. Basenta. Basanta. Wherever you find yourself, your batenta. On the mission. On an island in a city. That you will be ready to lay down your life. Lay down your life. The price for a soul is a life. That's the price. That's the price. That's the price. It's a life. A life. A life for a life. A life for a life. Nothing less. You are either in or you are out. It's a life for a life. Ah. Shandeli Bikashataya. Pray for yourself. Pray for yourself. Thanking God for his love and his mercy. Thanking him. Blessing his name. Thanking him. Thanking him. Thanking him. Thanking him. Thanking him. Jesus, we thank you. Jesus, we bless your name. Every eye close, every head bowed. Everybody in this room. Every eye close, every head bowed. You're here. I want to pray specially for you. You're here. Somebody invited you to church today. Or you've been coming to church. But deep in your heart, you know. You know. You don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You don't have Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. If you're to drop dead today, tomorrow, day after, you're not sure whether it'll be heaven or hell. Jesus came into this world to die for our sins. To die for our sins. To die for our sins. For our sins, he came to die. Everybody is a sinner. Everybody has sinned. We all needed to repent at a point in our lives and say, Jesus, I need you in my heart. I need you in my life. I need my sins to be washed away. Today is your day. You have reached that junction. Today is your day. God's love is what you can feel. God's love is what is being sent out to you. Today you are here. You want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want my sins to be forgiven. I want to be a child of God. I want to be a Christian. I want to receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I want to be saved. I want to be born again. If you're here like that, while every eye is closed and every head is bowed, you say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to receive Jesus into my heart. Wherever you are, wherever you are standing, just lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you. God bless you. Just your right hand. God bless you. Just your right hand. Pastor, pray with me. I need it. I want it. God bless you. Just lift up your right hand. Keep it up. Keep it up. Pastor, I need Jesus. I want Jesus. I want Jesus. I want my sins to be forgiven. I thought it was about, it was about marriage. It was about finances. It was about cars and other things. But I realized it, it is about sin. What the world and man cannot solve. Only Jesus can solve it. Run to Jesus today. To say, Pastor, pray with me. I need Jesus. Just your right hand. Wherever you are, I need him. I can see your hands. I can see your hands. But there are several more. You want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I need Jesus. Just your right hand and I'll pray with you. God bless you. God bless you. If you have your hand lifted up, I want to do one more thing. I want to come to me right here in the front and I'll pray for you. I want to pray specially for you. Run to me. Come. 
Come out of your seat. Come. 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 Come and stand right here. Yes. Come. I'm waiting for you. All the way from the back. Come. I'm waiting. Come to Jesus. It's your day. Come. Come. Yes. Come. Yes. Keep coming. I'm waiting for you. Come to Jesus. I'm inviting you to come and give your life to Jesus. Come for your sins to be forgiven. Come. It's not too far. It's not too difficult. Come to Jesus today. Come. Nothing can wash away your sins. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Come. Yes, come. Keep coming. If you are coming, come. Come. are there. I know you want to come. Come to Jesus. You are coming to Jesus today. Come, come. I just make a way for them to come to the front. Come. Come all the way. I'm waiting for you. Yes. Just as long as you are there. Come to Jesus. Close your eyes, bow your heads with me, everybody in the front. Those of you in front, please say this prayer after me. And the whole church, help us as we say this prayer. Say with me, say, Heavenly Father, thank you for today. Thank you for Resurrection Sunday 2019. I am a sinner. Please forgive me of all my sins and of all my mistakes. I believe in Jesus. I believe Jesus died for me and rose up on the third day. I believe Jesus is alive today. 
Say, Lord Jesus, please come into my heart. Please be the Lord of my life. From today, I give myself to you. I will serve you. And I will live for you. Heavenly Father, please write my name in the book of life. Thank you, Father, for accepting me and making me a child of yours. Now say, Satan. Say, Satan. I rebuke you. I curse you. I bind you. And I cast you out of my life. In Jesus name. I belong to Jesus. I am bought with the blood of Jesus. I am washed by the blood of Jesus. I will no longer obey you. I will no longer follow you. And I will no longer listen to you. I am a child of God. I am a Christian. And I belong to Jesus. In Jesus mighty name. Amen. Say amen like you've never said it before. You are free, saved, born again, and washed by the blood of Jesus. Thank God for Good Friday and for Easter Sunday. God bless you. We have some gifts. Yes, always start, okay? Don't let me say it. God bless you. Receive these gifts. It's your gift. How to be, how you can become a strong Christian. Do you want to be a strong Christian? You'll be a strong Christian. You'll be a preacher. Yes, God bless you. God bless you. If you receive your gift, you can go back to your seats. God bless you. You are blessed. God bless you. Live for Jesus. God bless you. Live for him. Live for him. Live for Jesus. Church, I can hear heaven clapping louder than you. There's greater joy in heaven. I think if you sing, we'll clap louder. As long as you are there. 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 We all get to heaven. What a day of rejoicing. Communion, as we say.
Father, I bless every bread and every cup here, Lord. And I declare, this is the body of Christ. And this is the blood of Jesus. Father, I overturn every curse. I remove every trap. I demand an escape for the people of God. Through the blood of Jesus. Escape from diseases. Escape from death. Escape from sicknesses. Escape from failure. Escape from every trap of sin, Lord. Let the blood cause them to escape, Lord. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for that night. Thank you for that day. When Jesus died on the cross for our sins. For our iniquities. For our transgressions, for our diseases, for our infirmities, Lord, for our sins, Lord. He shed his blood for all these. May the blood today, may the blood today wash away every mark, every sign, anything that represents sin and transgressions and infirmities. May this blood we are about to drink wash it away and wash it out of our lives. Father, cause it to be a seed of blessing, a seed of life, a seed of resurrection. Every good thing that is dying in our lives, may it come alive again. I speak to brains, may they come alive again. I speak to organs in our bodies, may they come alive again. May every infirmity, handicap be removed from everybody's life here in Jesus' name. Thank you for the cleansing of our blood, Lord. Thank you for the cleansing of our blood, of every sickness, every disease, every cancer. I command cancer of the blood to be flushed out in Jesus' name, Lord. Lord, as we eat the body of Christ and we drink the blood of Jesus, we eat life, we drink life. May we live, may we live, may we live, Lord. May we live healthy lives, Lord. Thank you, Father, for your blessing and for this blessed opportunity. In the name of Jesus. The body of Christ. Eat it. The blood of Jesus.
the precious blood of Jesus. Drink all of it. Lift up your two hands and thank God. Thank him for whatever miracle has taken place in your life now. Thank him for it. Thank him for it. Thank him for it. Thank him for it. Thank him. Say thank you for it. Thank him. Thank him for favor. You'll be favored. Where you've been rejected, you'll be favored. He was rejected so that you will be accepted. Where you've been looked down on, you'll be accepted from today. He was despised so that you will be honored. Receive honor and favor. Thank him for honor and favor. Thank him for honor and favor. You are leaving this place as a favored child and an honored child and a blessed child. Every difficulty in your life, may it be removed in the name of Jesus. Father, thank you for victory. Thank you for victories. Victories, Lord. Victories, Lord. Victories. Thank you for victories in our lives. In Jesus' name I pray. Everybody said, Amen. Amen. You are blessed and victorious. Give the Lord a loud hand clap offering. And take your seats. We hope that you've been blessed by this message. For more information, follow us on social media. Search for First Love Church London on Facebook and YouTube and First Love UK on Twitter and on Instagram. Have a blessed week.